Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! 9.2 is on the horizon, hopefully. I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. We're going deep, deep into the world of creation in 9.2. Yeah, so we're just going to dive right into it. Earlier this morning, we got a 9.2 developer update. I'm not going to lie. The way that they hyped it up, I kind of assumed it was going to be like a stream, kind of like a Nintendo Direct type deal. But then they just kind of threw like a 12 minute video at us. Which is fine. It gave us a lot of good information. Yeah, it was. I felt it was a very different way than we normally receive this news. They probably want to keep a lower profile. I feel like this is a probably it, their tried and true way of making a video and then having a million different interviews <laughs> that you have to sift through to get the information from. Works out in, just in, fine. In ten thousand different publications, some in English, some in Korean. Apparently, like I had to dive for deep lore on GameButt.facts. I'm like, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Which is like, okay, I won't get too distracted, but it begs the question, it's like, do they send like all of their devs to these foreign publications ahead of time where they're like, yeah, we'll publish this in a different language. So they'll have to decipher it and put it through Google Translate a few times. It's just kind of giving them the 9.2 experience, getting them like hyped up for when they're going to literally have to do that with the broker language in um, the new zone. Yeah, it's just a big crossover tie-in event to languages. Do you think Steve knows how to sing the sing-song language that they made up? He's like, well, everything does mean something. Check this out. Just wait till we learn that he actually voiced all of the automatons. That's just him in different pitches. Honestly, I can see it, but... Okay, let's just dive into this video. I feel like the first thing that like I noticed was we have a patch name. It's Eternity's End, and we have like a little logo for it too, which is pretty neat. And then it was just Denuser and a few of the other devs started talking about what we can expect in 9.2. Well, the, and then the big thing, even before they went into the specifics of like, here's what's going to happen, is Steven User said that patch 9.2, Eternity's End, will be, and this is the quote that, keeps getting thrown around the end of the first chapter of world of warcraft like that that th there will be more the next story will continue but this is the end of chapter one all 15 years are culminating in this well so yeah so i i, I went back and i listened to it too and i guess he said this is the the last chapter of a story in the world of warcraft so there's a there's a of a story in the middle there that everyone keeps kind of missing, which is like, Steve, that's a very long sentence to say. <laughs> Either way, he also follows it up by saying that this is the third and final chapter of the Shadowlands is kind of what he said. So the, so the, the chapter would be what? Chapter one was the nap? We, we, go, we go into Shadowlands and it's like, oh, this place is in turmoil. Then chapter two is fixing it, but it's revet or it's... Empire Strikes Back, where he's like, ha ha ha, I win. That's the end of chapter two. And then chapter three is now this, Eternity's End, chasing him down and whooping his booty. Assumedly. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen in this uh, upcoming raid. Just got out. There's just so much speculation. But then there's people who are saying that 
what there was there was one of those interviews that was just like, oh yeah, this is season three is the last season of Shadowlands. Someone said that in the Korean website, but I'm like, was it a translation error? Because like that means that it's over, right? That means that nine point two would be the last one, right? They wouldn't do another season randomly after. So are we referring to like PvP and raid tiers and Mythic Plus seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that one might be a mistranslation because I feel like the devs have also said in some of the other interviews that this is just an end to the current story and that there might be kind of an epilogue to this, which could then lead into whatever the next story is, kind of implying whatever 10.0 is. Yeah, it's it's just like, it's so crazy that like they have the wherewithal, like, like this could this could very well be the last patch of the, of the Shadowlands or... It's not because Steve the Newser kept saying of the Shadowlands, and it's like, does he mean like our time in the zone there? Does he mean the expansion? Like, I feel like there's so many ways to throw it around. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and I guess this has been the case for a bunch of expansions. But it's unfortunate that the world is named the same thing as the World of Warcraft expansion. So he's like, we're done with the Shadowlands. And yeah, it's like, do you mean Ouroboros? Or do you mean the last year and a half of development? He's like, we are done with Shadowlands because we're now going into Xerath Mortis, which is the new zone that was announced. Xerath Mortis, which sounds like a fun, like, space plane. I was going to say it sounds like one of the, like, unforgivable curses in Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh, he hit Bumbleshanks with the Xerath Mortis. Oh, he's going to... Well, I guess that makes sense because Mortis is like death. So it's like, oh no, they hit Grimblegum with a Xeris Mortis curse. <laughs> so they showed us lots of visuals of this place. I think it looks beautiful. And they kind of defined it as the zone where the first ones first started fucking around with creating things. They're like, oh yeah, this is our experimental lab where we have like desert shit. And then it's like over here we have wildlife and fauna. Yeah, so it and- says here, Xerath uh, Mortis was created by the first ones. And it's intended to create afterlifes. What the fuck does that mean? Its denizens, the Automa, 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 I think I'm saying it weird now, have created all that exists in the Shadowlands, Azeroth, and realms beyond. It's a strange alien location that defies all concepts of reality or physics. The Jailer intends to use Xerath Mortis' power to reshape everything according to his design. That's a little blurb on it. And what I what I do like is you look around and specifically with like the animals and such, because this is an area where the first ones who created the universe actually did their their testing and creating. You get like the vaguest definition of animals. Like you'll see four polygons that are walking on all fours. It's like that is a bear or three triangles be like that is chicken. And I, I feel saw. like that's, that's a very interesting concept to be like, you're you're seeing the first one's first drafts of all of creation. You know, when I first saw this um, part of the video, I was like, oh, we're still designing the zone type thing. But then, no, they said then they got into the details of them. Like, oh, as Aaron said, this is like proto chicken. It's just kind of crazy, right? OK, so like, I guess I wasn't around when we first met the Titans, but people assume that the Titans were the ones that created everything. So Ulduar was like meeting our creators, right? Basically. I mean, I guess it's still technically true. But now we're meeting like what made our creators, question mark? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what are the implications? 
Another thing and that I, I found interesting was that they mentioned the first ones a lot in this video and in the interviews that we've seen so far, but we haven't seen any sign of them being in Xerath Mortis, so yeah, I just wonder where they are. That's what I was going to say, too, is that people say, like, oh, we're finally going to meet what created our people, but, like, we haven't seen them. We haven't even seen... We, all we've seen are robots that they made, and then the little proto-creatures that their robots made. I guess it's weird to, like, try to use size to dictate the oldest things, but I guess if something created the Titans, I would assume it'd be larger than a Titan? You know what I mean? Is that weird to assume? I guess it could be the same size as a Titan. Titans are fucking massive, I mean, I, I feel like we as people assume that, like, oh, we just... The, the more important something is, the bigger it is. But that'd be wild that they just have astronomical powers and they're like gnome sized. I mean, I guess it, it does say that these Atama. Am I saying that right? I'm sick of sense. I don't know if I'm saying that it sounds weird. sounds correct. Atama. Atama? Atama? It sounds wrong now. I've said it too many times. So the, the Atama are creating everything. And these guys are just like little itty bitty like dwarf sized dudes. So... Well, some of them are, because they said that there are three types of Atama, and, like, one of them is they, I think they defined it as a protector, and the one that they showed was basically just the guardian of the first one in the Sanctum Raid, which is interesting that it's been right there in front of us, and it, it literally, literally is called Guardian of the First Ones. Wow, I didn't think about any of that until just the second when that, you said those words. That fight <laughs> is always so weird to me, because it, it'd be one thing if we went through a portal, and it's like... The, the forces of Corthia are in, or the Maw are invading this portal. But that's just a room in Torghast. Like, Zoval just knew there was one room in Torghast where there's a guy who's going to kick your ass if you try and go in there. Well, that room is technically outside. That's why we can mount there. And I think it looks as if it was kind of like pulled into Torghast, which I don't know if it was mm. in this video or in an interview I read. I did a lot of information searching this afternoon but it seemed as if the jailer pulled this guy from Zareth Mortis there's just there's just a room from Zareth Mortis he's like we're going we're going to crack that nut one of these days because I also know when you first come in there he's just actively beating up two or three like Terragrus okay so I just found the adventure guide entry for him uh pulled by the jailer's chains from a distant unknown realm this malfunctioning guardian seeks to protect the inscrutable knowledge known as ciphers, which we are literally going to be dealing with in 9.2. It uses the last of its power to obliterate any who would attempt to plunder the secrets of its enigmatic makers. Yeah, because one of the other key concepts they showed in this video was that I don't know if this is like the new like renown or knowledge type deal that we're going to be having to grind out, but it's called decoding the cipher of the first ones and it is their language of runes, I believe. And the answer to that is yes. 80 renown is our cap. We're not going any higher than that. But the ciphers are basically replacing it. So instead of them having to design four separate tracks for everybody, everyone would be on the same track with ciphers. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they also announced that they aren't going to be updating or changing soul binds or um, conduits. So I think those are all locked in, and then everything beyond them is within this uh, cipher. So cipher, it's such an interesting system because, like in lore, it's like, oh no, you're not amassing power anymore. It's 
yeah, the, the Autonoma have this secret language and you will gain power to understand their speech. And it's like, well, that's really wild, Steve. What's that mean for me, the player? Your number's going to go up. Oh, okay. So it's not any different? No, you don't understand. It's, you're not getting a laser beam. You're getting knowledge. They also but you do have to get numbers and little nuggets that give you numbers. They also did imply that the more of the cipher that you decode, you also unlock side quests. And I assume uh, this is also what you get like your pets and mounts from as well. Maybe it's kind of like a rep of some kind. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely a rep. 100%. Yeah, it's just, it's just a different way. I mean, like, I'm fine with them not continuing. If I guess if, on one hand, it feels weird to kind of be like, Renown's locked to 80, you're done with Renown. But I'm also kind of glad that I don't have to, like, work with the Renown system again. You know what I mean? I feel like they're putting a little spin on it, and everyone's going to be on the same track. And it seems interesting. It's, it's giving me No Man's Sky's vibes, because No Man's Sky is what happens. You only know a certain amount of phrases... You will first you know no phrases, and then slowly as you talk to them more and more, you learn the language. And I'm curious if like that was kind of some kind of inspiration because it feels very much like like you're gonna learn more as you continue. I saw I saw a sheet that had like powers attached to it. I can't find it now, like a like with a cipher like tree kind of looked like, but I I can literally cannot find it. So so there'll be powers from it like you understand the word for wall and it's like no you have the ability to shoot a laser i don't think it's like that (laughs) i would love if it was like final fantasy 10 style where as you learn the language you learn individual words i was literally gonna bring this up like the albed yeah you're fucking learning albed so it's like (laughs) chest piece and you're like, wow, I know chess piece now. Okay, so, uh, I mean, just posted a picture in host chat. Is this real? This, the, these words mean nothing to me, and that's scary, and I kind of like that. I mean, it's probably because it's not deciphered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, what level Sopranian do you have? <laughs> oh, you don't even know what level. Basalm. Hey, man. Hey, I don't, I don't mess with Alex, all right? Chill. <laughs> can, can you get your Trebellum out of here? These are real words on this on the Cypher Research Council that we're staring at. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. I, I, I kind of like that. It's so for it's so alien that like we don't know what it is. And and that's how they were saying how they wanted to set it up, that it's just like such an alien concept. And I love that they led into this with it's so alien. When you first get there, you can walk on water. And I'm like, OK, I think we've all been walking on water <laughs> as wild characters for a while why is that yeah, your they, big lead in they, they were they were putting a heavy emphasis on like it's so interesting you'll be walking on the water and it's like well can you go underneath it no so it's just a different floor steve so it's just a shaman it's, that won't take off the fucking water walking on you so you can't swim thanks <laughs> great they also did show that like there were things underneath the water though like little jellyfish looking guys Oh, no, it definitely visually looked cool. It was just really weird to make that a selling point. You're walking on water. And it's like, yeah, I'm a death knight. Like, who cares? I can do that a lot. But like, the zone does look very cool. And uh, the, the people in the zone are they, they, another thing they, they put a heavy emphasis on. The enlightened who are brokers who went to Zareth Mortis millennia ago. And now they're not about capitalism. 
Yeah, and I believe his name is Fareem or something like that. So he dropped his cartel name, and now he's like all in on the culty vibes of uh, living in Xerath Mortis and helping the Automana Manamana create things. And Blizzard cashed in their chips, and they said, we need a location name, but we don't want to try too hard. (laughs) Haven. Like every piece of fiction, we have a city named Haven now. Yeah, so I think the core of Xerath Mortis' zone in 9.2 will be, we will be in the sanctuary city named Haven, <laughs> and we're helping Fareem and the other Atomina fight off the Jailer's forces and the Devourers that also found their way in through his portal and with us, I guess. It's really interesting, too, that they were saying that the Devourers, like, you know, they eat all life force they can but like the life force here has been warping them into crazy shit because yeah. it's not what they're ever used to seeing yeah they were just straight like they're they're eating the natural flora and they're falling apart yeah well, like, what the fuck? that's yucky what is the name of the of the hub in diablo 3 it's it's not haven right it's um it's something like that you mean the first city yeah i why am i getting i'm thinking of hunchback what am i thinking of hunchback for <gasps> Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, was like, I, I was like, I know it's something. Yeah, it's like first level. Like, oh, what should we name our civilization? Oh, you think Minister Frollo's in the Shadowlands? <laughs> you know he's in the Shadowlands. You saw him fall into it. Actually, he might be in Xerath Mortis now. Actually, he's probably one of the week one bosses that we're going to have to face before Anduin. (laughs) Now, now, shaman, it's your turn. (laughs) Pain lightning. Okay, you continue. But uh, yeah, speaking of the raid, we are getting a raid called the Suffolker of the First Ones, which is the place that the Jailer very clearly stated that he needed to go. In, Latin, like, their, our current patch and the raid. So this is where he is going to try to get the secrets of the first one so that he can bend the world to his creation. I just, I would love, just love a chance at being a big bad guy and just announcing where I was going at all times to my enemies so they could easily follow me to the destination. Yeah, I'm going to the support of the first ones. Oh, okay, guys, well, we know where to go. And this, I, I've seen, I've seen, like, the, you know, the visuals of it. It looks stunning like the rest of the zone. And some of the interview comments that I've read about it, too, they it seems like they purposely are designing it in a way that is completely different than other raids we've seen. And apparently, we literally have to take a flight path within it. Mmm, what? Yeah, I guess after the first boss, you need to take a flight path, like, throughout the raid encounter. Which, which, um, which interview is this? Do you know, like, what country or what magazine it was with? Oh, I do not remember. I read, like, five interviews right before this recording. Because I was going to say how this is going to be cool because we're we're getting a fight that's like an Algalon fight. So he said that there's the, there's the Consular that he says, he said, what do you say? He said it, it works similar it's, to Algalon or yeah, is similar? It's essentially, it does the same thing that Algalon does for Xerath Mortis that Algalon does for Ulduar. But the whole thing is like Zoval's like, oh, I'm going to put my big stinky plate armor on you. So now he's yeah. evil. So we have so to kill it's him. It's like a dominated Algalon is basically what they described him as. Okay, but like the whole thing with Algalon was his whole mission was he would contact the makers and they would destroy Azeroth. 
So does that mean that the jailer? Oh shit! Does that mean that the jailer just has a suicide bomber in the consular now? Like, I mean, there are a lot of people speculating that whatever happens here could possibly, in ten point one beyond, rewrite the game in some way or another. So, like, this is the place that we would be if that were the case, I guess. Yeah, because there's, there's literally a character I, that I can do like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. All the all the people we have here in the Shadowlands, I don't like very much. Man, why does Tyrande get to survive Armageddon, but my guy's gotta die? Well, okay, Aaron, there is no mes- mention of Tyrande in this thing. We don't know where she's at, but... No, <laughs> she'll be there. There was some interview from Korean that says she will be trading verbal blows with Sylvanas. Well, she better be there. She hasn't been in the thing at all. We see we save her from the Torghast and then she runs away and then she runs away. Four times in the thing. <laughs> four times. Yeah, because I was doing alt side to do the Ardenweld storyline where it's like, Oh, she's she's possessed by Alun. Yeah, so they did say that she'll be a part of the beginning of this patch story and I think Vanderlyle was the first one that I saw that like pointed this out, but within the video, there is a clip uh, during the Ray description where it appears that there is an elf in the background that is Sylvanas, uh, but in like just in a bunch of gray armor. <laughs> yeah, she's like re- probably end up getting redeemed or arrested by Uther, or whatever. Honestly, who cares? I I hope the consular resets the world with her in it so she could just go away. Man, that would be crazy, though. A crazy way to, like, just wipe the game. I mean, like, and what do you even do after after that, like, for the new players? Like, I just start on a completely different track where they play through all that and then join, like, WoW 2.0. It's it's like when you start a character up and it's like, do you want to just start in the world or do you want to do the island? Now it's like, do you want to start in the old world or <laughs> no spoilers? Something big happens. Do you want to start in world 2.0? They'll probably just crack the world like Deathwing and figure out some way to make it work about like they did. Have some guy you talk to, you turn him back. As much as I joke like, oh, they're going to kill everyone. I They'll probably the the big change will change like four or five zones and then we'll still have the people we like who are like oh my god did you see that yeah it, it probably was gonna end up happening um but back to the raid they also said that there's gonna be some they said multiple dread lords so and then he said what well, including one who you tried to vanquish over and over again which oh, is well, Smelganis, yeah, it, right yeah, which is what gershop was one, saying yeah. <laughs> one that you haven't exactly dealt with yet as it is like directly they're showing people fighting Melganus. I assume like the Dreadlords plural that they're talking about are Melganus and Jaina. No, just kidding. Fucking with you guys. Um, Melganus and that... <laughs> years, years later, <laughs> it's coming back. Um, Melganus and the female one that we uh, encountered or right or did we kill her in that story no line? you mean I, I don't think I don't think we did kill her. The one that like tricked us into stealing Fate Scribe. You mean Female Gannis. <laughs> Female Gannis. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love Dreadlord fights. Like, I, I, I've i only fought, like, well, I don't know, three. But, like, it's kind of cool. Well, four if you count Gina. <laughs> Female Gannis is going to pull her friend over Womanoroth. 
Sorry. <laughs> I was quietly ciphering that one in the background. I was like, I got it. I got to use Womanoroth. Honestly, I'm pretty sure Womanoroth could have gotten more than Manoroth could have gotten done. Like, Manoroth has done nothing. Like, we, he was a pile of bones, and we still beat him up. Womanoroth wouldn't have taken that shit. I guarantee you. Uh, gravity doesn't make any sense in the... <laughs> In the Sepulchre <laughs> of the first ones. What does that mean? Like, I mean, like, I know they showed, like, some weird, like, cylindrical bricks floating around, but, like, what? I mean, it just, and I, like, I'm such a simp for, like, you know what? I'm glad they're proud of their world. But, yeah, they put a lot of emphasis on, like, the gravity doesn't work. It's such a kooky world because trees are floating. Yeah, yeah, yes. I've, I've been in Corthy. I've been in the mall. I know stuff floats in here, Steve. It's like you need to do something more to impress me. Also, to quote Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. Well, it shouldn't impress anybody. But okay, the flooding rocks and the flooding trees, uh, Outland, Draenor. Like we, <laughs> like there's been a lot of flooding rocks and a lot of flooding trees. The zone looked beautiful, but like the examples they picked out were like we've seen all those things you're talking about. What's that? thing in the background talk about that one yeah like literally every instance we've ever been in has a floating elevator it's like i like whatever guys but like what you really need to make a selling point here is giant snail mount yes what is it and what is this giant ball <laughs> in the middle of the map what is this eye what is this thing what is this giant testicle yeah, doing yeah they, they showed they showed the concept art of giant ball and like it's the forge of the afterlife Anyways, have you seen the weird chicken? And I was like, well, tell me more about the Forge of the Afterlife. It's literally a giant eyeball, but like, tell me, tell me what it does, though. But that's all. I think that's all they said about it, right? What does it mean to create afterlifes? Does that mean that like this whole system exists to create the lives that the souls are going to live out? Uh, yes, that's pretty existential. I believe, I believe what is being implied is that. Maldraxxus, Ardenweld, all the zones were birthed out of this weird ball we saw for a little bit. Like, th this ball is how they create the Shadowlands we understand. So I, I guess that's what the eyeball does, and then the, the little automata guys create, like, the beings that we meet in all yeah, these worlds? Yeah, the, 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 the plants and the creatures and the people, they're all made by little robots. I like how they describe the robot guys, and I forget what the who are the little like ghosty looking ones. But like I like the, they they name them, and then they're like, "Ha, they're sassy. You'll like them." I don't remember their names, but I remember them looking very. Oh, the Jiro, Jiro. I think it's J A R O. Yes, yes, that is correct. But yeah, I'm excited for the zone. It looked pretty. I'm excited for all the mounts and pets and exploring it and all that. Where like, but I'm excited for that whenever I'm in a new zone. I'm I'm excited for the raid too. And oh, something interesting I read uh, in another interview is they basically confirmed that they're doing the raid a little bit differently this time, where they're dividing it into time gated. Uh, technically, week one is like the first eight bosses ending with you facing Anduin, which confirms that Anduin is not the first boss like we thought when we were watching the video. Mm -hmm. I would have assumed he would have been the Rathion guy where it's like, well, Anduin, go kill your friends. And then after you beat him up, he's like, OK, I have the magic keys. I can get you into the place. That's probably what he's going to do. I mean, <laughs> well, yes, yes. But you, you fight other things before him. I thought it was literally a Rathion thing where it's like, oh, remember your friend? He's the first guy. 
Yeah, and they basically made it seem like defeating Anduin allows you to bring him back. I think we're redeeming him, basically, right during that fight. It's basically what they implied. And then you save him and use his information about what being dominated is. So I guess that's the knowledge that we'll need to face the final three bosses, was it? Like, nine through Mm -hmm. eleven? Yeah, and I guess the lore implications of this are so huge that they were just like, after you kill Anduin for that first week... That's it. You're done. You don't get to go any past that. You don't get to see who's after Anduin. You don't get to fight those guys. And so for the mythic like world first race, they are they're not gonna get the PTR test these bosses. Is that what they're saying? Which is kind of risky. Like they need to have a good internal test team if people aren't gonna get to try these out, right? Um, I'm not sure about that, but like at the very least, uh, the the mythic race won't see like the final content until the following week and then assumingly if it could cause like weird staggers of like if the if one team doesn't finish it within the week then they have to wait afterwards i guess i don't know that's that's interesting to me wait so do we know if they're gonna get to face those last two bosses on ptr i don't think that's been discussed at all is there like a like an nda you'd have to sign or like because they need them to be tested by someone and it can't be internal. But how do you prevent d- d- Method Jim from just saying what the other three bosses are? Or I other assume two? they will test them. Uh, who's they? You mean they? Like players. I don't know. They're making it. Or is it just like they, like they won't get to see the, the final versions of them? So, uh, and also I'm thinking about it. It's not like they're like, we're trying to keep it secret. It's just that you're you'll test everything and then when it goes live just the other three you can't do till week two and and it's because there's supposed to be a time gap i think there's a there's supposed to be a time gap in between anduin being redeemed i'm assuming and then him helping you out to fight the jailer because i guess they're going for like a well he wouldn't be at 100 percent health he has to go through some stuff yeah, for a couple of that, weeks that, first. that's what i was yeah. thinking is like it would be wild if after all this time, his mind being corrupted, he got beat up and then five minutes later, he's like, okay, I'm back to 100% time to lead you through the halls. Which is so funny because if you think about it, that's literally what's happening with Sylvanas. <laughs> she apparently was dominated and then he she turns on him and is set free. And then now we expect her <laughs> to immediately be like, tell us everything, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Well, I guess to be fair, we've had a while here now. This hasn't been one week. Saudi's has been out for a long time. She's been sitting on her on her bumpus, just kind of waiting for this for a long time. Like, I think this is actually a really cool way to go about this. I know people are already being like, "Oh my god, it's more time gated stuff," and it's like, okay, it's a one week, it's one extra week of a raid. That you're gonna be in for God knows how long. Like, what's the rush, dude? I mean, and I'm just I, willing to say it on pod right here. I don't think our guild is gonna down the first eight bosses in the first week, anyway. <laughs> I was just about to say this will not be an Uno Moss issue because we are not getting to Anduin in the first week. Normal Anduin, we can beat normal. I don't know. Some, well, we'll see. It, it, sometimes we're surprising with our level of struggle. I think based on how the gear distribution feels like it's higher this time amongst us early. You know what I mean? We're doing higher content. More of us are. I think we're going to beat normal pretty fast. I'd hope so by this point. I guess I don't know what the raid has to hold for us. 
how does anyone even fight? Like, he's is, is he going to heal so, himself, you think, during this fight? So, no, I don't... <sighs> I, and I was thinking about this when I was making dinner today. I don't think he'll do any light stuff, but he'll do what he could usually do, but with darkness. So it's like, well, I'm going to make a death bubble. And it's like, instead of like healing everyone around it, it one hits everyone that's in it. Well, I, no, I think he might actually use light stuff because um, in the Sylvanas fight in Sadis, when we're beginning phase three, we're all cha- like caught in his binding light, aren't we? That is true. Yeah, you're right. So I think, and, you know, the the priest main in me hopes that, like, we get some, like, priest bullshit as we fight him. He's, he's going to use he's, wings. Do you think he's going to, do you think he's going to whisper you mid-battle? And he's like, I see I'm evenly matched. You too took the flash heel legendary. <laughs> yeah, whisper me in particular. <laughs> you know what I would really love? I, this would be a, such a fun interaction if, like, for some reason, like, Anduin only mind-controlled other priests, and he'd mind-controlled you off the edge, like, off the platform, and made you jump. <laughs> That'd be so good. Don't say that. That just means that me as a priest man could never pug this fight. <laughs> they would just be like, no, we're not bringing priests. No holy priests allowed. They already do that. <laughs> but with this new raid comes what everybody, except for me has been clamoring for except maybe now i'm kind of clamoring for it now that it's here the tier sets baby and let me just say i'm also clamoring for it now because like honestly shards of domination suck ass and i'm gonna be so happy that they're gonna be gone like um, i'm so <laughs> i'm so mad about shards of domination but that's that's for later but i am i'm glad that tier sets are coming back but if 9.2 takes a little while, I'd like to enjoy my domination set. <laughs> Aaron, take it off immediately. It's done. <laughs> Come on, I just want to enjoy it for a little bit. But yes, tier sets are coming back and they don't look awful in my opinion because they're all kind of themed based around the same thing. Like it's not Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is the super withered set for the mages. It's like, well, yeah, that's what a mage would look like in this society. And I also I also really like them. And I've seen a lot of hate for these sets. And I'm like, I, I don't get it, guys. I feel like they match the theme of the sephalocur of knowledge. I mean, of the first ones. God damn it. And they also throw a bunch of flair for the specific specs. And... I will say, I'm not the biggest fan of mine, but some of them are really cool. In particular, I love the shaman one with the wolf helmet. I think the priest one looks fucking fantastic. I think I think it looks me? great. I love the shoulders that slope up to the head. That said, these look great on hypothetical yeah, human yeah, models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed them on like a gnome, an orc. And a troll in the actual trailer. And I was like, wow, the effect is really lessened by anyone who isn't human shaped. So I think a lot of the complaints about these. So if you ever see a comment about World of Warcraft on the Internet, odds are the person isn't even subscribed. (laughs) Odds are they've been playing this game for 17 fucking years now. And they're like, well, tier sets are supposed to look drastically different from each other. And it's like. Well, maybe the hunters didn't always like getting weird eyeball beasts <laughs> for three tiers. Like, this makes so much more sense. 
You make everyone's set look kind of similar at a base level. And then, like how Aaron said, you add the flair. You add the fucking layers to it. These sets look fucking bomb. Not Warrior, but some of them look fucking bomb. Oh, not Monk. Warrior, some Warrior, of them look bomb. Looks, <laughs> Warrior looks great. Monks looks great. Honestly, the only one that looks goofballish to me are I don't like Demon Hunter. I don't like the half crescent moon. And Rogue's shoulders look really tall and kind of goofballish. They look okay in this illustration, but I don't think that's going to be translated well. I love Demon Hunters, but I will say I don't like the Druids. I, I don't really see what about this set is druid other than like the headpiece having antlers but like it's like well, it's very they, weak they knew they didn't have to put in a bunch of work because like oh you turn into a big fucking bear i guess or whatever. i guess you're right i guess it doesn't matter you're right <laughs> i do think the mage one looks pretty sick though i think mage I'm looks not, sick, i'm not but... excited for my big uh tuft of hair to go out the back yeah but if we get another thing hanging behind my head i'll be appreciative that's the thing with mage why I get it. I understand this is mage aesthetic. Why we always gotta put a little floating headpiece behind the head every time. And when you move your head, it moves kind of unnaturally. Or if you have a big organ back of your head, it sticks into <laughs> it. If you sniff around, your little discus is always sort of hovering left and right. Okay, I will say, I do think Priest made out of this a lot better than Paladin. Paladin just looks like second tier priests to me. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Death Knight is whatever. Yeah, I would say straight up, I'm looking at these. Some, I'm like, I, I love this. Some, I'm like, you know what? I think they could have done more. Death Knight is the most medium moot out of all these guys. I see that. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's like every ICC, like, uh, transmog I see. Hunter? Okay, I actually really like Hunter. I think it's probably like my favorite one right now. It's giving me really big uh, Quetzalcoatl vibes. Very big, like, ancient mm -hmm. Aztec amp, like, empire vibes i love this shit and knowing that achilles is a human this set will look great on my hunter so i'm excited for that <laughs> sorry oh, pan tell, tell me how, how good it will look on your human when i have like a pandaren hunter it's like nothing will look on him but i do really appreciate the golden like mail the plate mail that looks good i'm just looking at monk here and just thinking this looks pretty neat what of any of this is going to show up on a gnome <laughs> like what what detail are we gonna lose? That big rhinoceros beetle headpiece will look great, but everything else is just gonna be like seven pixels wide. Yeah, like you can kiss that white belt goodbye. Like you're not gonna see it. Just like how Arnold Schwarzenegger did not see Jamie get his karate belt, get his yellow belt and jingle all the way. <laughs> you ain't no no if you're gonna do, see this belt. <laughs> do you wear it like a headband? No, Dad. <laughs> Guys, it's still November. We we will trust me. We have lots of time to make Jingle All the Way references. We do, and we will start early. I love that movie. He took two. He has two. Put that tear set down. <laughs> um. Okay. Nobody mentioned the Warlock one. I will say it's Warlock. Classically Warlock. Well, dare I say one of the pointiest hats I've seen okay, in this yeah. game. Okay. Yeah. So. Having being a mage, I feel like mage and warlocks always go to the same like, oh, get your graduation gear at the same time. I feel like they're always just taking our sets, but making it triangles. 
<laughs> I'm like, why do you guys get triangles? This has got to be the most like isosceles triangle I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Dink! <laughs> the- and that's been our fashion review on the tier sets. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, that I built, I'm looking through them all and we have uttered a judgment on every single one. So there you go. Please pull up a graph of the, you know what? We'll just tweet these out without any descriptions. We'll just tweet out no words so you can pull this up during the thing. Rewind it 10 minutes and follow us through this. <laughs> so we're going to be right back with more scathing reviews of 9.2. But first, something else. So, as Slide so eloquently put it there, we are coming to you today to tell you about Manscaped. Manscaped has given us the exclusive, exclusive chance to try out the new Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, I said 4.0. The next generation in trimming of your nethers. Did you hear that? We're sponsored. We're sponsored, boys. <laughs> we are in here, and we are here to tell you about the Lawnmower 4.0, which features a number of new innovations, such as <laughs> additional guard legs with sizes 1 through 4 if you want to leave some roughage on the green. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with curly cues in their mouth. <laughs> You know, I've heard the ads, but I can tell you with firsthand experience, Manscaped knows how to treat a boy's <laughs> jewels. I'm going to spare you the gory details, but I have personally injured myself <laughs> when trying to clear up the roughage down there with an electric razor. Took the lawnmower 4.0 to it. A smooth experience, a safe experience all around. Loving how my boys are feeling. And let me just say, my favorite part about the Lawnmower 4.0 is that this one, this boy has a flashlight built into it. And let me just say, I was shaving my balls for the first time with the Lawnmower 4.0, and a transformer blew down the block. And as I was mid shaving my balls, the power went out, the lights went out, but. Luckily, I had a flashlight, so I could finish shaving my balls, and I didn't have to finish shaving my balls in the dark. As fake as that story sounds, that that legitimately happened. Like, the the power went out as he was shaving his balls. The timing could not have been funnier. But I've I've actually legitimately used Manscaped before the sponsor for the past two or three years. They send me blades every, like, three months. I use a 2.0. They gave me the 4.0 to try it out. The 4.0 is literally four times better than the 2.0. The shaving's better. It just it works better. It's quieter. I feel like it holds a charge longer than 2.0, which is definitely a plus because I would always lose the cord for my charging 2.0. I'm shaving my balls right now as we speak. I sure hope that you're not because that'd be bad radio. But I know that your little boys are in great hands when it comes to Manscaped and the Lawnmower 4.0. So if you guys want to get your hands on some Manscaped products at the 4.0, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DNR20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com with the code DNR20. Don't forget it. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. 
And we're back. Back to tier sets for a hot second. We got to talk about how they have bad luck protection on them. So what happened to Aaron, which you'll hear later, doesn't happen to you. Apparently, for tier sets now, uh, you're going to be able to craft how many pieces? Is it a couple? Is it all of them? It made it sound like to me that it was all of them. Okay, here. I have the, 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 the blue post here. Uh, we've made major changes. Sometime after Eternities and releases, you will unlock a Forge of Creation system and earn a new currency. <clears throat> this currency, along with an item from PvP or Dungeons, can be transformed into a tier set piece. This is supposed to work like a bad luck protection or for people wanting to make new characters as a catch-up method if you started late. So you can make a tier set piece based off how much currency you get from dungeons. Which is funny because a lot of people in our, in our guild don't do dungeons either. So I'm wondering if it's like you get a base level of currency from normal, higher heroic, higher mythic, higher mythic plus, mm -hmm. or it's all one. I, I, I don't know. I also wonder if... Um... So they don't say that you get this currency from Raid. I wonder if you don't get this currency from Raid because like you can actually get the pieces from Raid. I think they said that you can only get the tier set drops from the Raid. So I wonder if um, you only get the tokens for the crafting and the forge in either PvP or dungeons. Yeah, so maybe it'll give you, like, you're right, like a couple of options. That, that, which is good, which is great because, like, for a lot of people, PvP players know better than anybody. Having to do raid to get a four-piece tier set to do damage. Well, don't they normally turn off tier, tier set bonuses for PvP? Honestly, as someone who started at the very end of WAD, I guess I don't know the answer to that. Because tier sets have been dead to us for a very long time. They yeah. had them in Legion, right? Yeah, they did. Um, I, I don't remember because I didn't do any PvP in Legion at all. Yeah, so like I don't have any PvP reference for that that one either. But, like, while we're talking about tier sets still, I wonder what kind of crazy bonuses, like, and set bonuses we're going to get from these sets. I'm just going to say right now, everybody tune your expectations down for your tier sets down 54 levels. Because more often than not, I feel like three of the classes at minimum are disappointed in what their bonuses are. <laughs> I also wonder if they're going to do a Dom Socket thing where... The bonuses are only applicable in the new area and the raid. Probably. I would I would assume so. That's, that's normally how they work, I'm pretty sure. Is well, it? I, 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 I mean, back in Legion, when I had enough tier set pieces to get a bonus, like anywhere in the Broken Isles, I was able to, all five or six zones, I was able to get the bonus. It wasn't just like the Broken Island itself and Tomb of Sargeras. Yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that, um, where you can just use it in Shadowlands, probably. Or, may or maybe just Zareth Mortis, I don't know. Well, I, I, this is all speculation, who really, who knows? And it feels like they're kind of really branching out in their like ideas for trying to do stuff, because they're also messing around with solo queue battlegrounds. Sorry, solo queue PvP, not battlegrounds, because this is primarily based around, well, solely based around, 3v3 arenas they're getting they're putting in a bra for solo queue 3v3 arenas sounds really fucking weird basically you'll be paired with five other people in your threes 
you'll face off 3v3 with your random teammates and opponents and then round robin style swap with everyone until you literally have faced every possible combination of 3v3 out of the six of you and then you get points accordingly from that which okay so and and they did say that this is a testing ground basically so this is will be in as a brawl which you know, everyone's like brawls are jokes or just for fun Yes, that's the point, because they want to test if people like this play style. And part of me is just like, okay, like, I get it, but why don't you just test solo queue 3v3? Why do you have to do solo queue 3v3, 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 3v3? Because it's five matches, right? Who wants to do that? Maybe it'd be less if you have a healer in there, but I, yeah, I don't know. And also, like, Okay, do I really want to talk to the people who just kicked my ass? Like, you know what I mean? There's very obviously you're gonna identify who the weak link, who the weak link is in in these five matches. I don't want to be that guy who like died first every single time, and I'm getting yelled at by every teammate on both sides. Just let me have my one game and let me escape. Let me crawl out of that one. <laughs> but hey, new things. I'll, let's do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll try it once, and I mean, I don't know. I'm not the biggest threes guy to begin with, but I'll try it. Much like I will try the new dancing DDR mini game in the Dark Moon Fair that's being oh, added. Oh shit! I gotta, I gotta get my ticket. I gotta go to the Dark Moon Fair for the first time in forever. I love how they just kind of threw that in, and I was like, oh my god, look at that torn dance. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't just sneak that, sneak that by us, Steve. Go on about it. Give us some more. Give us the details. I need to know more about this. I mean, it looked fun. I'm gonna, definitely going to do it. Of course you are. You're a DDR head. I am. You, you ever heard of Smile DK? Garugamesh. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. We're also... Banda. We're also... Oh, my God. We're also... I didn't think it was going to happen. Gaining the ability to equip... Two, 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 two legendaries in 9.2. As long as one of those is your Covenant legendary. That's the only thing there, boys and girls. Which most Covenant legendaries that I've seen based on my ones are okay. Like, it's it's nothing that's going to knock your socks off, but typically they're not awful. Yeah, I mean, all of mine, too, are like, whatever. I mean, like... Holy Priest, it's basically just just use Flash Concentration. So I guess, like, I'll craft the Mind Games one. I'll throw a few more of those out there. They last a little bit longer and then give me a crit buff after they're done, I guess. Like, yeah, whatever. I, I, can, I can just do mirrors slightly more. And it's like, that's cool. Hello, everybody. Uh, top uh, number nine, Pharaoh Druid on Raider IO. Number one, Pharaoh Druid DPS on Warcraft Logs. Probably more. Let me just let you know here that we are fucking rejoicing as for Pharaoh Druid, our best legendary already is our Covenant legendary, which means that now we get to go back to 905 patch, which means every Pharaoh Druid is going to have five, sorry, six legendaries in their bags for every fucking piece of content. Because we're going to get to mix and match everything with this stupid one-minute Convoke Legendary. 
Well, don't lie. You're just going to fall back on your favorite, the Apex Predator. I 100% am only going to use Apex Predator. I'll try to use Circle of Life and Death in some dungeons. On single target fights, I have to use the focus of drop, which makes all my bleeds do way more damage on single target. That means I'm going to have bigger bleeds and still have a burst. I'm going to have both. The best of fucking both worlds. So Calm down, Hannah. <laughs> you got me. I am excited. I'm also kind of bummed because... I feel like this means I can't enjoy the disenchanting of all my legendaries because I've already put a lot of money into these things and I was going to burn them all and send that soul ash to my warlock. But knowing this is happening, they're already max level legendaries, so I should hang on to them. I think everyone should hang on to them because we don't know what slots are going to be locked in with tier sets. We're probably going to have to recraft some things anyways. Which should be easier because now you can get the materials from the new zone and not just Torghast. I'm really curious how they're going to do tier sets. Are they going to make Torghast? You call it Torghast? Uh, yeah. Yeah. G- good old Torghast? Trangast? Choo-choo? We, we should just call it less gas now because we will be running less of it because we don't need to for our Legos in 9.2. <laughs> Yeah, they moved all that to some... What is it? Just something new in Zerath Mortis? Like, we're not sure what it is yet, Yeah, right? I guess. Or I, I would assume it's just, like, dailies in Zerath Mortis. Or, like, oh, now we also give you soul ass. Or soul cinders or soul crumbles, whatever the new version is. <laughs> Mortis crumbles. Hmm, yummy. Wait, so your guys' legendaries suck, right? Your covenants? Wait, but what is the Nithe one like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not awful. Uh, like I said, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just like, wow, that's an extra little bit. Nice. Um, I, So I think like basically if I want to fuck around with Kyrian, that one will be worth crafting because it makes it so that the Covenant ability like does more and more damage more often. So that's nice. Um, For the mind game one, I think it just makes the cooldown shorter and it makes you a crit buff afterwards. Like crit is like my second best stat. So... It's probably going to be my one that I want to craft along with Flash Concentration. We should all go Maladraxi. We should. They're so great. The other day, I moved Booty ATW from Kyrian to Maldraxi because I was like, I want to see what it's like. And then I got in there and I was like, ugh, this place is awful. So then I went back. That's good old booty for you. Always we going to the confirm, back. Can confirm your former lover's will be very mad at you, but all you have to do is say, sorry, baby, I was wrong. And they reinstate you full 80 with all the trimmings. Which is great. So, like, you just keep all that stuff, right? Yeah, you keep all the stuff. But starting a new covenant, you have you can get up to 40 by purchasing the thing. But, like, you have to start it all over. You can talk to people in your covenant to get your soul binds but it was like you need to talk to draka you need to present your rune blade to the statue of the primus and i was like oh so we have to do it like all over again and it's also funny that we were talking about earlier that like technically there's no negative side effect to us switching covenants willy-nilly all the time but they still do give you shit when you come back to them or when you leave them Yes, it it is all of one single written piece of dialogue, but uh, Disciple Estratus 
gave me a real mouthful when I decided to come back to the Kyrian. The emotional damage lasts forever. <laughs> but uh, another last bit of news we got is that, like, in 9.2, we're going to be able to have a level 60 boost. Okay, I would have waited to level anything and just bought that. <laughs> <laughs> Leveling is easy now, though. No, it is. It is. Especially when I can level a Warlock to a max level and come out renowned 73. That's absurd. It's not quite fast enough, as Walter is finding out. Oh, no. Wait, what level is Walter? <sighs> you can Well, the thing is, he's level four. He was level 48. And I was like, I want to power him up more for book stuff. So I started the Maw intro and I saw it was like, oh, you can skip it. You can talk to White Mane, but she only trusts you to skip it if you're level 50. <laughs> and so he's going through there getting bit by bit of experience. He's 49 now, but he's still doing the Maw intro. And Jane is like, are you sure you really want to see this again? You know, you can skip it. And I was like, can I please? And she goes, you're not strong enough. You're level 49. You have to be 50 to skip this. Damn. <laughs> so it's like, come back to me in two levels, and then we can skip this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like, or just do the stuff. And like, we're at the point now where we're about to charge up the hill and then activate the keystone. So it's like, fucking whatever. <laughs> I guess I'll just do this now. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot, medium moot. Immune, what you got for us this week as your kickoff to the big game? It's the big game. We're waiting for the kickoff. We're all sitting here with our chips and our dips. We're ready. And yeah. here comes Immune up to the ball. What's he going to do? Well, this week I have a top two. Um, he, he cut out a little bit. I'm going to grab his top toot and I'm running down the field. It's mine now. It's my toot. Just oh. kidding, I tripped on my shoelaces. You can have it back. Oh, oh, okay, I well, I went and picked up the toot, and my top toot this week, well, first off, it's technically two toots, because obviously the top toot has to be us getting information about 9.2 so soon already, which is crazy, which makes me feel like it'll come out a little bit sooner than anticipated. I don't know what this means about whether or not we're getting additional stuff later. We can speculate about that later. But I'm just excited. It always excites me whenever we get new information about where the game's going. So obvious top two there. But in addition to that, my other top two is that I have been doing some high keys with the Dogs With Jobs peoples. And we got down four plus 20s in time yesterday. So now I suddenly went from having one of the portals to having five of the portals, which is pretty cool. And also, I am now like the number six uh, Holy Priest on Proudmoor IO. <laughs> so that happened really fast. Cruising. Dang. We're over here with the celebrity. Oh, and also I did post a tweet saying that I was the top Venthyr Holy Priest on Proudmoor. But then yesterday, all of a sudden, like the number four Holy Priest switched back or switched to Venthyr, so now I'm like number two, but I'm like number six overall, which is weird. I'm like, was this was this just because I said something about it? Probably not. Probably. You did this. You made him go back to you to beat you up. If you had if you had just stayed humble like my good friend Kendrick Kendrick Lammer, you'd be number one still. But yeah, it's a it's a very too heavy week this week. Slide a whistle, which is your TTBBMM.
Uh, I got myself a top toot this week. <laughs> toot toot toot. My top toot is uh, Alan continue my death knight. He's my death knight who does taxes. His name Alan continues to have the best luck with raindrops uh, known to man. Oh my god. I I say so when I first brought this man to raid a while ago, he just he casually walked out with three unholy shards and three unholy set pieces. <laughs> uh, and that was a long time ago. So he's been he's been yoked. He's been super ripped at like 230, 231. I'm like top five DPS when he, when I when I bring him. My boy just got fucking Jathus, the fight blade, <laughs> something like that. The something blade. <laughs> uh it is the prison blade. Did somebody Which- say Jathus the fight blade? <laughs> 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 it's the lady in the fight house with Jesus the fight blade. <laughs> but when I got the sword, it's a two forty six sword off Kathuzad. My dude's two thirty one. He was carrying like a two sixteen, like or two thirteen. It was nothing. Um, but I guess you have to feed other swords to Jathus. I didn't know this because I haven't had anybody who's gotten a sword in a long time. And I was like, what do you mean feed swords to it? And so I fed swords to it. I fed a lot of swords to it, which is five. And then I fucking Google it, and it says, Never feed five swords to Jathus the Fight Blade. Only give him four swords. And I was like, huh? Why? Apparently, so as you give Jathus the Fight Blade more uh, swords to eat, its haste and its crit decrease because it's gaining additional stats to its, like, on-use effect. Or it's not even on-use, it's, like, random. So that, so at level five, it has a high chance to deal 4,000 damage to enemies and to give me 365 strength, something like that. I guess before it was better to keep it at rank four because you, the the little bit of haste and crit you had would be better than the full damage from the effect of the blade. Apparently, it was a bug that was patched out and fixed by Blizzard. So I learned that I did the right thing by upgrading it to rank five, and I wasn't bamboozled by the internet. Well, that's good. I mean, it would be kind of silly for, like, the min-maxing to be to, like, only feed Jathus four out of five. <laughs> Just listen to his hungry moans. Please, give me a fifth sword. No, I need to min-max. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mention that, but it, this shit talks to me. It's like, it, it, it literally was like, mmm, yummy sword. It's like, huh, it's enjoying that I'm feeding it. It's very Audrey 2 levels of scary. I, I, I guess it yells at you when you wipe. I haven't wiped yet, so <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> wow, he said it live on pod. Well, I guess you don't because you have a bidet. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My expose went nowhere. Busted. Aaron, what about you? What's your top two medium moot? Or is it a bottom boot? Well, it's a medium moot. <gasps> Last medium. night... As we were uh, running through Sanctum of Domination, our good friend Honors got a belt which featured the Unholy Domination set socket. And I told him, please, please, please give that to me because since the beginning, since Sanctum of Domination came out, since Domination sets were created, Unholy has by and large been the best for Fire Mage. And all of this time, I have not received a single piece that has an unholy slot. So he's like, uh, I guess we can roll on it. 
and I rolled, and I threatened people in the comms. I said, literally no one else roll. Please just give this to me. And I won it, and I put it on, and all we did was fail to a Sylvanas, and now they just announced that more stuff's coming out that's going to replace it. So I have my Unholy set. I have my purple swirlies, but I have nothing to do with it for the time being. I mean, to be fair, um, we don't have a release date for 9.2, so you have... Oh, uh, Steve emailed me. He said it's coming tomorrow. Oh, well, dag. Okay, never mind. Oh, dag. But yes, so now I gotta bust a nut. I gotta crack through a bunch of Mythic Pluses because it's the only content that I can actively use my unholy DPS on. Hey, maybe next week at our combined raid, if I assume we do that, then you can use it. Yeah, because we'll Lynn is the, gone. The, the deeps, because Lynn's going to be gone. So I guess I'm going to be the new tank. I'm going to be mage tanking. Wigglestein tank. Do it. Do it. Do it. He doesn't even have... He, his pole arm is 197. It's not good for tanking. Boo. All right. Well, with that, we're out of here. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, you want Wigglesine to tank our raid, send us an email at do not relent pod at gmail.com. Tweet at us he at won't. Twitter at do not relent pod. Leave us a review at Warcraft Radio, Apple iTunes, follow us on Spotify, blah, 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 Manscaped, DNR20. <laughs> what about you guys? Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow the podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy on Twitter.com. You can follow our literary musings at DoNotRelent.LiveJournal.com. And you can catch my occasional Twitch streams at Twitch.tv slash AaronDNR. We'll see you guys next week. And remember... Another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC Network representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.